the pandemic, social unrest, the state, and the White House. You are listening to The John DePietro Show. It's spring, and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote, 401-392-1025. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever guaranteed call lawn doctor today check out their website lawndoctor.com or call them 401-392-1025 petro and am 1380 99.9 fm you can always listen online at the website to petro.com it is monday i hope everyone had a nice weekend and a happy mother's day it was good to uh, a lot of people come much more much more different than last year got a chance to see people and uh, at least maybe go to mass and certainly, hopefully, see your mom. Well, there is a controversy, and you can read about it on the website, petro.com. It has to do with Governor McKee, who I'll be the first one to say, like a lot of people, kind of want to give the uh, the new governor, uh, give him a chance, have an open mind. He, he's got his own style. He certainly deserves a chance in the job. But there is a uh, story that I wrote about on petro.com that I think they made a mistake. I think Governor McKee made a mistake, and not the fact that the former co-chair of the Trump campaign in Rhode Island, our friend Jerry Zarella, not that he got together with some of the people and agreed to host a uh, a gathering, a fundraiser, a time, if you will, for Governor McKee. And he's got a beautiful uh, piece of property and farm, and he was going to allow his friend to basically use it. But uh, that's one thing. But the media started to make a kind of a big deal, not a big deal, but they started to raise the the fact that Zarella doesn't hide it. He was co-chair of the Trump campaign. Those of you who have been listening, I've known Jerry. I've had him on so many different times. I was with him when we were both with President Trump the first time around. And uh, and I've seen him at different rallies. He was up in New Hampshire back in February of, of 2020. He was a, he was a hardcore uh, part of the, he was co-chair of the campaign. He was a big Trump supporter. So, But he's donated to a lot of different campaigns. And not only did Governor McKee say, that's it, I'm not going to the fundraiser. He used the opportunity to take some shots at the president. And Governor McKee issued a statement, which I think was wrong. And he was disrespectful to the former president and also said, uh, wouldn't refer to him by the name president. I don't want to be associated with Donald Trump. I don't like Trump, like that type of thing. And then says there's no place for a Trump spokesperson co-hosting the event I'm involved in. So saying that the president divisive, and he's dishonest and a big lie threat to our democracy. But that business of there's no place for a Trump. Well, yeah, he's not really a spokesperson. He's really a volunteer and he's basically a Trump supporter. Uh, President Trump, if you're listing right now, I mean, he won. If you're listing in Smithfield, he won. If you're listing in Johnson, he won. He got 200,000 votes. He got over 40% of the vote in the entire state. But when you remove Providence, Pawtucket, Central Falls from the mix, he got 48% of the vote in CD Congressional District 2. You're not talking about some fringe. He was the president of the United States one year ago. Rhode Island Governor Gina Raimondo at the time, she was on a conference. She was on conference calls with him. So I believe that was a mistake. I think it should have said, hey, listen, you know, I'm trying to work with everybody. I know that Jerry's been involved with a lot of different candidates. Folks, I, I don't like this thing that now it is scorched earth. It's the scarlet letter. If you're a Trump supporter, you know, well, here we go again. Maybe it was Zarella in the Capitol on January 6th. This whole business that if you're a Trump supporter, that means you're a white supremacist. That means, you know, here we go with the the whole white privilege and you're a racist and it's just why fuel that so there are certain groups the progressive groups they're fine they're allowed uh but 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 someone you cancel and it's one that cancel it's up to him could have said you know in hindsight just doesn't work out for the event i don't know he's it's his his prerogative understood he's the governor he is now he hasn't been elected yet that would happen uh, next year but I think it could have been done without the uh, throwing both Zarella into the bus. And I think without some pretty harsh terms, I think Governor McKee 
I think he should step back and, and realize why couldn't someone be a Democrat, be a McKee supporter, but then also be a Trump supporter. Very, very reasonable. And I think one of the best examples of that is the mayor Johnston, Mayor Joe Policina. He was now I, I think he did support uh, Vice President Biden this time around. Last time around, though, Joe Policina, the mayor of Johnston, he told me that when it came down to Hillary Clinton or uh, Donald Trump, I believed he was a Trump supporter. And there were a lot of people in Johnston who were and are and still are, by the way, He's still the uh, odds on favorite for 2024. So I think it's um, I, I think it was a mistake. I think they made a mistake. They weren't sure how to handle it. And instead, instead went with this scorched earth. We don't want anything to do. I think all of that could have been done without then the uh, negative comments about the president. All right. A lot more ahead. It's Monday. It is the John DePietro show. Well, it's a challenge to run your business these days. Maybe you need to find the right type of workers. Why not let MEGA professionals find them for you? Call MEGA professionals today. Serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. 508-336-7801. MEGA, M-E-G-A, professionals. 508-336-7801. Maybe if you need workers, maybe you have workers that won't come back to work. You need drivers, certified help, part-time full-time, maybe weekend work. You need the professionals at MEGA Professionals. Let them find the workers for you. They screen them all out. They send them right over to you. Serving Rhode Island, Massachusetts, call them today, 508-336-7801. Maybe you need mechanics or skilled labor or warehouse workers, office workers, professionals, even those in the healthcare profession. MEGA Professionals, call them today, 508 508- 336-7801. Again, 508-336-7801. You focus on your business. Let MEGA professionals help you find the workers. MEGA professionals, 508-336-7801. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www. Spring is here. Time to contact Bethel Certified Softwash. You can text Jared a free estimate at 401-617-2585. Bethel Certified Softwash. They have a great website. It's RhodeIslandSoftwashing.com. Outside your home, let's get rid of the grime and the stains, maybe some of that, that green algae and moss and mildew that build up over the course of the winter, call Bethel Certified Soft Wash today. Again, outside your restaurant or your home or a roof or a deck or a patio or a walkway, it's Bethel Certified Soft Wash. Remember, it's biodegradable. It's plant safe. Look for them on Facebook, Bethel, B-E-T-H-E-L. Their Facebook page, the before and after, are just tremendous. Contact them today for a free same-day text estimate, 401 617 2585 401 617 2585. Again, remember they have a great website. It's Rhode Island Softwashing.com. Bethel certified soft wash and power wash. You're listening to the John DePietro Show weekdays. We start at 11, we go until 2. It's AM 1380, 99.95. You can always listen online at the website depetro.com. It is time for politics this week. Joining me, he is the managing editor for. AnchorRising.com. It's Justin Katz. Justin, I want to start off with the story that kind of started to bubble over over the weekend. And uh, I'm sure the McKee people want it to be a one-day story. But the former co-chair of the Trump Rhode Island campaign, Jerry Zarella, by the way, has also been very active with Democrat politics. He gives money to a lot of different Democrats. He hosted, uh, at the time, President Bill Clinton at his home in Block Island back in the 90s. But anyhow, he was going to co-host and really they were just going to use this land for a governor dan mckee fundraiser i believe for this wednesday and 
it once it was uh, found out by the media, the McKee people yesterday kind of went into overdrive. And not only did they cancel the fundraiser, which I thought seemed like a mistake, um, but decided to use that as an opportunity for some pretty scathing things to say about President Trump. And one line in particular saying there's no place for, you know, the Trump spokesperson or Trump supporter and anything to do with him and so forth. It's really got people riled uh, online and uh, Trump people online. And this is for someone who is brand new and is supposed to be a moderate. And I want to start off and get some of your thoughts on it. Well, there, I have a post on Anchor Rising this morning saying, basically, McKee wants you to know that you're deplorable. I mean, yes. we're looking at one-fifth of Rhode Islanders about voted for President Trump, which means that many more also supported him. So more than one-fifth of Rhode Islanders are in this this basket of deplorables, uh, according to McKee. And it's just, you know, as you, as you suggested, he could have backed out gracefully, or, you know, it shouldn't be so hard to imagine a governor actually saying, look, I want to have as many supporters as I can. I'm trying to represent the entire state. Um, and that the, this guy exercised his rights to be a, be involved in a Trump campaign does not bother me. You know, that shouldn't be that controversial of a position. So basically what we're seeing here is is you know just pure cancel culture and almost uh, criminalizing is too strong but almost to an ex but I can't think of a better word it's criminalizing yes. ordinary political engagement. And what this says to me is anybody anybody who might have some pro Trump post on their social media or ever wrote a letter to the editor or ever had a sign on their yard that somebody who doesn't like them might have gotten a picture of be very careful about getting involved with the McKee administration, because if that picture or that post should emerge, let's say you take a job with his administration and you're all excited, he might drop you. I mean, that, that's we're getting into that kind of serious, uh, it's almost like a, a moral panic, and it, it is ridiculous. And frankly, it, it's early yet, but I, I, I'm starting to wonder if there's any, McKee is just so afraid of, I think, of a progressives beating him in the primary i think he's he's shooting himself in a foot because nobody is going to have any reason to support him if you're progressive you're just going to go for the real deal and if you're not you're not going to get anything out of this guy he might actually be worse than a pure progressive you know that's an excellent point and on top of that if you break down the numbers <clears throat> so president trump got two hundred thousand votes in rhode island and it's what you say 20 percent you know, a lot of people are not old enough to vote. So just within the voters, it was 40 percent basically right. statewide. But he received higher. When you take Providence, Central Halls, Pawtucket out of the mix, I'm pretty sure in CD2, Congressional District 2, which is uh, Congressman Lantern, I think it was it was more like close to 48 percent. A lot of the, uh, you know, Lincoln was close. Uh, Lincoln, he was close. But President Trump won Johnston, won Smithfield, won a lot of different towns. And just to catch you exactly right, what does this say for Johnston Mayor Joe Policina, who I've interviewed, who is a supporter of President Trump, or at least he was, his town voted for him. And this this element, you're right, of like a scorched earth uh, reaction to it, that's a very good way to put it. What does this say going forward if someone says, I think you should know, right, I, I had a Trump sign on my lawn or it does now suddenly become, especially the line like there's no place, no place is, uh, th this is a democracy. I mean, 200,000 people in the state voted for him. He was the president of the United States. We're not talking about some fringe lunatic candidate, Justin Katz, who got, you know, 5% of the vote. That seems like very harsh language for someone who, let's face it, a lot of people, and if you remove places like Providence out of the mix and and uh, Central Falls out of the mix, that that was a very, you know, old, almost, I'm not going to say 50-50, but pretty, pretty tight race here in Rhode Island. Yeah, I mean, it's, it shows really poor judgment on McKee's part, in my view. And, and what's scary about it is, is it's sort of like defining, de defining deplorables down. I mean, it made me think of, funny enough, the, an old 1980s Richard Pryor movie called The Toy. And there's a corrupt businessman trying to get a picture of a congressman at a party with a Klansman. He's setting him up so he can blackmail him. That, and the reaction to that was, oh my goodness, I can't be photographed with this guy. That's the reaction we're, we're getting. Yes. What, you're, what you're pointing out is a, a mainstream political 
a candidate. He was the president of the United, the United States. States. Yes. And you're, you're acting like this is being photographed with, you know, Hitler reincarnated. Yes. And it's, not, it's not even it's not even the guy himself. It's not like McKee said, oh, no, this President Trump is hosting a fundraiser for me. I'm backing out. No, it's it's a guy who volunteered for the Trump campaign. Right. Not even, I mean, it's, it's just he so didn't work beyond... for him. It wasn't part exactly. of the administration. It, a he year was just ago exercising time, his political rights. I mean, yes, a year crazy. ago at the time, Governor Raimondo was on conference calls with the president of the United States. So I, I, I thought that was a very, very extreme reaction. Folks, our segment is politics this week. And Justin Katz, at the same time, Governor McKee has a policy advisor, Corey Jones. He started Black Lives Matter, PAC, R.I. apparently has left that, but he's on social media endorsing the repeal of the officer's bill of rights, which uh, I believe is taking place or some discussion on it either today or tomorrow. And the governor's chief of staff is a former police officer, Tony Silva. And so it, it just I think it kind of echoes over the course of the weekend. So a policy advisor is a former member of or I think he still is, or just he's not in a leadership post anymore, Black Lives Matter Rhode Island. So suddenly that position is okay and is a policy advisor talking about repealing the officer's Bill of Rights. But Zarella is completely thrown under the bus and uh, skunk at the garden party because he, he happened to be, as you say, a volunteer Trump supporter. I think this was, I, maybe some people don't see it, but I think this was kind of a defining weekend for the McKee campaign. I, I think so. I mean, he's been leading up to this with a lot of the a lot. It's It's been clear he's going to try to do whatever he can to kowtow to progressives, but it's just getting worse and worse. And he's making all the wrong decisions. And I think, you know, somebody like this, Corey, uh, what was his last name? Corey Jones. Corey Jones. He, yeah. I, you know, I haven't had a chance to look, dig through it. And I, I don't know if I want to, but I bet you somewhere in his social media, there's a some kind of extreme left wing BLM statement about police and and violence or something like that there there may very well be and so what's going to be the reaction there do we dump that guy because he said something a couple years ago on twitter i tend to doubt it because that's that's an acceptable position now and and on the left but it's it does show you 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 can't you can't even volunteer for an ordinary political campaign Uh, but if you're involved with you know a a movement that's been implicated in you know riots around the country and and is is part of the and what really strikes me most of all about this is that in the McKee statement about uh the the campaign uh, event what what strikes me is he he said president trump was divisive yeah well, no no what's divisive is you <laughs> yes. this dan mckee what's divisive is blm what's divisive is saying you can believe this but if you believe that I can't have anything to do with you at all, even though I'm the governor who's supposed to be representing your interests. I mean, that is what is, that's, that's the recipe for political violence and a, a kind of a civil war scenario, because you're, you're really telling approximately half of the country, you just don't count. The other side can do whatever they want. You can't do anything. You don't count. You have no representation. And once you start getting to that, you're, you're, really, you're really throwing out the entire system we have. Yeah, you know, I should also point out in that statement, he also wouldn't refer to him as president. I don't want to associate with Donald Trump in any way. I do not like Trump. When you just mention the last name, that's kind of an that is an insult. He's dishonest, divisive, and his big lies is a threat to our democracy. You're you're now a sitting governor. Uh, less than a year ago, he was the president of the United States. As I said, there's a lot of Democrats that that voted for him. That's the only way. He certainly didn't get two hundred thousand votes. There aren't. There are 200,000 Republicans in Rhode Island. So, and, uh, and Justin, if, if we want to talk about threat to democracy, how about the way our election system is run? How about it has become mob rule? How about, as you and I have discussed, there's a lot of questions about, you know, mail ballots, the way things that I, I would argue, if you want to talk about threat to democracy, it's it's the way that the Rhode Island elections are run, not at the very least you're the sitting governor, not referring to him as President Trump, that seem uh, very very harsh we're going to take a quick break a lot more folks it's politics this week justin katz managing editor anchorising.com right here on the john DePietro show mega truck and trailer appear call them today commercial trailers diesel equipment serving rhode island and massachusetts 508-336-2110 508-336-2110 for mega mega 
mega truck and trailer repair. As I said, commercial trailers, diesel equipment, free estimates, FHWA inspections and Rhode Island State Inspection Station, trailer pickup and delivery, 24-hour mobile service serving Rhode Island and Massachusetts. It's mega truck and trailer repair. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 24-hour mobile service and also ABS repairs, brakes, doors. Listen, if it's on a trailer, mega truck and trailer repair, they can repair it. Call them today, 508-336-2110, 508-336-2110. It's mega truck and trailer repair. If you've been thinking about updating your website or if you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business, you could receive a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional. And she's been doing this work for 25 years. Contact Karen Etchells at InnoVest Digital Marketing. She will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Give Karen a call for a free consultation at 401 401- 321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. It's spring and time to call J.K.L. Engineering today at 401-351-7600. J.K.L. Engineering, licensed in Rhode Island and Massachusetts. You know, pretty soon it'll be warm. It'll be hot. Why not have central air for your home? Call J.K.L. Engineering today, 401 401- 351-7600. Remember, with JKL, estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. In the wintertime, JKL, they can reduce your oil bill by as much as 90%. It's going to be a hot summer. Call JKL Engineering today. Be nice and cool in your home this summer. Call JKL, 401-351-7600. For 54 years, JKL's reputation, second to none especially for technical expertise and customer satisfaction. JKL, they do it right. They do it right the first time. They're an approved National Grid VPI installer. JKL is also a Navian certified factory dealer called JKL for a system replacement, oil to gas, or for a heat pump. Estimates are free. Financing is available, both residential and commercial. Call JKL Engineering today. For for Rhode Island and Massachusetts, 401 351-7600, 401-351-7600, 351 It's J.K.L. Engineering. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, Managing Editor, AnchorRising.com. Justin, I sent you a clip. I attended last week. It was the bi-monthly. Governor McKee, and he has a bi-monthly uh, press briefing now, which I think is very positive, by the way. Good, accessible to the media with his Lieutenant Governor Matos. And I asked her her comments <clears throat> about, that were published in the Boston Globe. One is this business about the census, that by the way, the rest of the media seems to have no interest in the fact that over 40,000 people that are not supposed to be in the country were each paid $20 at least to uh, and other things, to, to gifts and food to, to, to fill out the census. But then he also floated out about he, that uh, he is in favor of licenses, driving license, although that that did make the news. But what what did strike me was I was trying to ask the lieutenant governor, what's the distinction between she describes them as Rhode Islanders, but then they certainly are not citizens. And then I'd like to get your thoughts. She then I was trying to say, what's the distinction? She said, yes, they're Rhode Island citizens. And again, a lot of the people covering that was not even a blip where I think that that is a, you know, years ago, that would have been a big, big story. And I think for a lot of the masses, it would be a big story. But the media kind of shrugged their shoulders and would not even really uh, focal, uh, focus on it. But I'd like your thoughts on it. Well, the, I, to me, a lot of it, I think, first of all, she's still pretty a young politician. Uh, and so I, I think she didn't quite know how to, she hasn't figured out how to balance that saying the responsible thing when you're in office and saying the political line when, when you're talking elsewhere. Uh, so I think that was, you caught her in a moment of, of not quite knowing how to respond, but also to, it's, one of the defining factors of the progressives in America in the past decade or more, well, more than several decades is changing the language saying one thing and meaning another and you never 
quite know what they mean. So if they're talking in a legal circumstance, it means one thing. If they're talking to their supporters, it means another thing. Suddenly it gets all blurred. And uh, the next thing you know, your citizen doesn't mean, oh, well, in this context, I'm just saying citizen as in resident. But yeah, legally, they're not citizens. But then that becomes, yeah, they're a citizen. They should be able to vote, which you suspect is her point of view and is the point of view of her supporters. That doesn't matter if they're illegal aliens having come into the country without any, without justification or, or allowance, they do think those folks ought to be able to vote. I mean, that's where they're headed. So I think more than anything, you probably caught her in, in admitting what their intention is as a movement. Yes, I think you're right. And also, um, you know, I think we get into a delicate situation. I was also trying to say, if you're saying, you know, everyone deserves a seat at the table and everyone needs to be part of the decision, Based on the way she was describing her op-ed, it sure sounds to me to me like she's saying that they should vote. She stopped short, said no, they can be part of the discussion, but but can't vote. But um, but they at the same time, at least they their voices should be heard. I um I, I again, I, I think if there was more focal point on focus on that, if uh, the Republican Party made it more of a focal point, I think a lot of people would be surprised by that. I get asked by it by a lot of people. But it's certainly not something that is dominating uh, the media landscape. Justin, I also want to move on to that story in Warwick that, again, I want to credit Providence Journal, Jim Hummel. And this is like part two. First, we part one was the high, high, ridiculous salaries of overtime. Now we're actually learning how they're ginning it up and doing it. And that is the fact that they they count if they call out sick or take a vacation time. Boom, that still counts towards they use that time and then they were able to add the time they do work and then that becomes time and a half. I mean, I, I don't know how that is not. I mean, that is completely violating the spirit of the law. And uh, I, I think that is um, I, I think it is just outrageous and there should be more people calling them out about it. I thought it was funny, the mayor, Frank Piccosi, saying he's, he's investigating to see if there's a pattern of abuse of abuse. No, on its face, there's a pattern of abuse. Yes. I mean, when when you and they they leapfrog it. So it's, you know, I take off two days that I'm supposed to work. You work for me. Then you t- then I then you take off two days. I work for you. Now we're both getting each other paid time and a half for hours. We should have not had to t- that, that shouldn't have counted. It's it's really just an uh, absurd system that you get into these these games that there's there's really no defense and, and kudos to Jim Hummel and, and also Ken Block for for doing this invest this kind of investigation there's just so much out there and if we had a real working news media that did something more than it, than reissue the press releases of powerful people in government they might start to uncover this kind of thing because it's it's everywhere you look you're going to be able to find this sort of thing and it, it's it's really disturbing and, and what's unusual and unique about this is a normal person, okay, you go and you work an eight-hour day or nine, ten-hour day, whatever it is. But in their particular situation, <clears throat> it's it's a 24-hour day. So they don't just call out sick for eight hours. When they call out sick, it's for a 24-hour period. They basically are now counting that towards their 40-hour-a-week work week or 42, whatever it is. So if they work, they say, I worked 48 hours this week. No, they're, they're getting paid for working 48 hours. But they called in sick or used vacation time for the for the first 24 hours that they did or and then they used sick sick one day. I mean, it's a complete manipulation. Um, Do you think this mayor based on so far he's new, but do you think this mayor will do something about it? Uh, I I th- he, he may. I mean, he's he's been embarrassed with it pretty quickly. Um, I never want to. You know, it's it's hard to it's hard to put too much weight on that kind of a prediction because even the even the ones and I know I've tried it in local government in my town. Even the ones who go in and try to fix these things run into such headwinds uh, because everybody's involved, everybody's implicated. You've got the union, you've got the media, you've got the Democrats, you've got the the progressives, and so I I won't. I wouldn't bet on his being able to do anything, even if he tries, <laughs> let me put it that way, because once you start trying to unravel this, you are the whole mess of Rhode Island's corrupt system starts to fall on you pretty quickly. Yeah, I think he's in a position again, it's the mayor walk when you're talking about that kind of money and uh, and I didn't realize that they were on 
Facebook or somewhere trying to get 60000 in a GoFundMe to try to get a, a new swimming pool or an outdoor swimming pool for the kids. So they're trying to raise $60,000. And then you find just, uh, you know, at a quick glance of this whole thing, uh, there's, there's 500000 in savings could be had if, in fact, you know, they didn't have this type of – this is gaming the system. This is violating the spirit of the law. It's not even in the contract. It certainly seems it could be very easy to correct. And, Justin, you point out something larger, and that is when we talk about different types of citizens, obviously Governor McKee is saying, you know, Trump supporters are almost like a second class of citizen. Let's face it, in, in our state, when you get into teachers, especially firefighters, state workers, uh, they become – it's like a different class of citizens, the way they're treated. I think one of the best examples, and people do point it out each week, that during the pandemic, there have been no state layoffs. There have been, you know, nothing, no furloughs or anything like that. They never skipped a beat in the, as fact, as, uh, with their earnings during this whole pandemic. Oh, sure. And, and I mean, you can see, I'm sure in, in most cities and towns, if, if there's a, you know, different centers or different, different, uh, different agencies in your town, even if they couldn't do their work, they're very often just showing up to work and, and you know, killing time. Uh, that's what they a lot of them have been doing in the past year. And in, I know in, in the East Bay, we were having issues where none of the town halls are even open. So, but but there's been no return of any funds. You know, whatever whatever we were paying for uh, in order for to to have town hall open, where citizens could go in and get I don't know notary public work done or, or research something for their house that's not allowed you need appointments which okay fine but that ought to come with savings there's been no talk it's all been about preserving that special class and it is and, and it's been that way oh, for well it's getting worse but it's been that way for years they are an elite we're not they're not there serving the public the public is there funding them that's really how you start to see it and you'll see there will be grievance if they if they try i mean you can try to rally up the public thing as egregious as the warwick firefighters and hopefully they'll gain some traction but there will be there will be pushback and you'll see it, it, it's not going to happen easily that they are the special class which is why they're not going to tuck their tails down and go okay you caught us we'll stop it's it's going to be a fight folks another quick break again our segment politics this week Justin Katz, Managing Editor, AnchorRising.com, right here on the John DePietro Show. We're in an accident. Someone hits your vehicle. It's damaged in some way. Pick up the phone and call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. They're located 400 West Fountain Street in Providence. Folks, as you're riding along, you just never know. You could be dealing with a drunk driver, someone not paying attention. How about the people texting and driving? If you ever damage your vehicle, call West Fountain Auto Body, 401-272-3340. Several reasons. One, they'll handle everything for you. Two, they're going to work for you, not the insurance company. And three, they'll make your car. It'll look like it just rolled out of the showroom. West Fountain Auto Body. Call them, 401 272 3340. Did someone damage your vehicle? Whether it's a small fender bender or nearly total vehicle, West Fountain will restore your vehicle, get it back on the road. Call them today, 401-272-3340. And remember, if you're having an accident, first thing you want to do, call the police, fill out a police report. If the tow truck shows up, tell them, let's get this vehicle over to West Fountain, 401-272-3340. Have you been thinking about updating your website? Do you have questions about how to get the most out of social media for your business? Would you like a free consultation from a local digital marketing professional who has been doing this work for 23 years? Contact Karen Etchells at Innovast Digital Marketing. Karen will help you better position your brand on the web to engage visitors and get results. She's local and responsive. Call Karen Etchells at 401-321-2799. That's 401-321-2799. Or find Karen on the web at www.innovast.com. This portion of the John DePietro Show, folks, is brought to you by Brothers Disposal. Call Brother Roland today, now offering weekly trash collection services. Brothers Disposal. Look for them on Facebook. They have those 
Purple Dumpsters, and the Facebook page stands out, Purple and Yellow, Brothers Disposal, again, offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate, 401-688-0517, 401-688-0517. Come on, brother, call Brothers Disposal today. Put a purple dumpster in your driveway. Maybe you're doing some spring cleaning, or maybe you want to clean out that basement, the garage, the attic. Call Brothers Disposal today. Get a purple dumpster in your driveway, 401 And remember, now offering weekly trash collection services. Call for an estimate. It's Brothers Disposal, 401-688-0517. Our segment is Politics This Week. With me is Justin Katz, managing anchor. Managing uh, editor for AnchorRising.com. Justin, businesses are complaining that workers will not come back to work. Uh, If you pay people not to work, they will take the money and not work. What is your thought? And then the House still passes uh, a boost to raise the minimum wage to $15. I I think this is a great example of how politicians and legislators do not think about this, the incentives they're creating. I mean, if you look at the, the this tiers, so it's 20, it's $15 an hour they're trying to get to by 2025. And it, it's a 6 to 8% increase in your employment costs if you're a business owner every year until we hit that number. And, and they're not going to stop there. But we're coming. So, so if I'm a business owner, I'm looking at my problem right now is I can't find employees. And then when I can find them, they're going to be the state's going to be forcing me to pay more and more. Uh, that's not sustainable. So what's going to happen is they'll either close down, they'll find ways to do without those employees. I mean, who needs who? You know, you're creating a huge disincentive. I'm saying for for employing people and having getting involved with that at all. If 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 government's going to come in and and compete with you for their time by paying them to stay home, and then you know force you to pay more and more for them, no matter that even if you're not necessarily getting more productivity out of them, it's really a, a terrible, terrible blow, I think, to to businesses. But in the long run, it's going to be a blow to workers, too, because those jobs are just going to evaporate and they're not going to be there. As the saying goes, the the real minimum wage is always zero because you can be on you can not find a job and then you're not getting paid at all. And I, I think that's something they need to keep in mind. But uh, I think what we're seeing now is the progressives kind of know they've got to rush with all this stuff. They've got people on the, on the ropes with COVID. You've got a governor who's terrified of doing anything to contradict progressives. Uh, and so, you know, I think they're, they, they just kind of I, I'm starting to feel like they snookered Cranston into replacing Patiello with uh, Fenton Fung. So they're in a yeah. position where they need to, they're, they're going to grab all the goodies they can before the public has a chance to one, evaluate, and then two, try to correct things if that's even possible anymore. Touch on the, uh, I'd like to hear your thoughts on the, the Bobbery and Fenton Fung, who by all accounts, certainly, and I know her and like her and respect her, but boy, she's been a big disappointment to the Republican Party. She has. In fact, there was a, a, a good letter in, in the Cranston paper over there saying, uh, essentially saying she's not really Republican. Say, it was a voter in Cranston saying, I voted for her and I, I wish I had. Uh, it's not, and it's not just, you know, the typical, she's not as strong as we would like. As I've looked at legislation, she's right in the middle of some of the most progressive stuff, gender ideology, defining, def, you know, she put in a bill that defined for for a limited purpose starts to define woman. I think it was for corporate boards, forcing, forcing them to have a certain number of women on their corporate boards. And you count as a woman, if you a woman, so it's, it's very transgender friendly in that way. So just things that are kind of like gratuitous that you would, you would almost expect somebody to say whatever they believed. All right. I was elected as a Republican. I used to be, I came to public notice in Rhode Island as the head of the young Republicans. Maybe I should back off the far left rhetoric, but no, no, no. She's charging ahead. And at the, on the other hand, of the, on the other side of that, we're seeing Mattiello. I mean, we've I think we've discussed this before. He we kind of laughed at him with the whole you know fire. I'm the firewall. Much of a firewall. You're letting a lot of heat through that thing. But I think maybe we just didn't know how much yeah. fire progressive fire there was because You're right. boy, the floodgates are open. So I, I think a lot of people in Cranston are probably and around the state are probably thinking, okay, that was not really 
a very good trade-off. Uh, so, you know, mistakes happen, but now the progressives see they've got this opportunity. They've got uh, Shikarchi who's letting this stuff through. They've got a governor who won't stop it, won't even speak against it, won't even express reservations about it because he knows the progressives are nipping at his heels with the next election not far away. And so I think they're, they're trying to push all this stuff through as, as hard as they can. And especially as, and especially as people are, are still reeling from COVID and trying to get their lives back and can't organize very well because you know, you're still limited in what you can do. I, I think we're, we're in a perfect storm situation and we're, we're not really going to know the pain of it for some years when, Suddenly, there are no jobs. There are no businesses. Population is dropping. Uh, I think that's that's what we're going to see with all this stuff that's going on right now. Our segment, folks, is politics this week. With me is Justin Katz, managing editor of AnchorRising.com. Justin, uh, I think it was on Friday, Mayor Alorza held a press briefing downtown and uh, said that downtown is open for business and encouraging everyone to come down and shop and enjoy the restaurants. Do you know what the briefing uh, no one, no one that I saw, not one reporter asked about last summer as we all watched. Downtown was filled with, you know, the illegal ATV bikes. Downtown was filled with all the violent protests. Uh, downtown is, is Providence is right now. It is a ghost town. It is not recovered. Um, what is your thought that here's the mayor standing there? And to me, he should have been peppered with questions about what are you going to do for safety and what about the atvs and what if there's a protest when people are coming and uh it was it was as if last year and and i think that has really hurt the city but it's as if it like never happened yeah it is a it's almost like everybody's agreeing not to talk about the elephant in the room it's it's so one of part of his big announcement was they're going to be every saturday closing down certain streets for so restaurants can have outdoor outdoor dining well a lot of the more just more disturbing and stark images coming out of the last year of, of BLM and Antifa activism is them invading these spaces where people are eating outside. In fact, there was one, I forget where it was. It was one recently I saw you know, people dining al fresco out there and BLM came up and was yelling at him and one guy pulled out a gun, <laughs> one of the diners. I mean, that's, yep. those are the kind of images we're seeing around the country. And yes. so it would seem a kind of a an obvious thing for journalists to say, are you concerned? Right. Maybe uh, this will, will have, it just, it seems like a pretty obvious question. We, we talked last week, last year about uh, up there on, on federal Hill, you know, yeah. the, the people marching through yelling at the diners, you know, that's not going to bring business back. Every time that happens, your business is going to be hurt even more. So I, yeah, it's, especially with a lot of the other ones. I mean, if you look at the other events he, he listed, I mean, he's, there's the gay pride sale, celebration there's juneteenth which is emancipation day there's uh, a, a ribbon cutting at the black lives matter mural there's even bastille day which is when the french stormed the bastille revolution i mean it's kind of a theme that we're starting to see here and so i think there's there's enough of a disconnect between that theme and the idea of people going out and enjoying an evening of outdoor dining in the streets of providence i i think there's, there's enough of a disconnect that it should at least be a topic of conversation, but we're just not allowed to talk about that. Yeah. You know, last year when uh, the, then the police at the very end, uh, the police stopped the protesters from going up to Federal Hill because people were eating outside and on the street. And, and uh, Uprise had, I thought, one of the best captions of it, basically saying police prevented uh, outside diners at Federal Hill the opportunity to uh, chat and talk <laughs> with some of the protesters yeah. as if as you're going there with you, whoever on a date. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a tourist family. attraction. Yeah, they, you come, know, come really and eat and chat with to, protesters. <laughs> yeah, pick the brain of the protesters who's screaming, blank the police, and that you know they want to kill us all. Justin Katz, what do you make of? I mean, it's almost though we reached the point where we're living in two different worlds or countries where you have the governor of Florida go live on television. And saying we're going to tighten up, tighten up our voting. We're not going to allow ballot harvesting. Um, you know, Florida. No one can complain. No one can say that they have not been six. They really have been like a winner of the pandemic. I mean, to me, they're I was talking with a friend. I said they're like the new California. That's where people want to go. There's just so much opportunity. You hear great things about it. And um, and and when I was watching that, and there is the governor proudly saying that about we're going to get rid of the ballot harvesting and. And you've got to have an ID even for a mail ballot. I'm telling we have, we have reached a point where it's it's as if we're like in a foreign land compared to something like that. 
Oh yeah. I mean, here, here, that would be enough to get the, the governor to with, pull you out, pull out of your fundraiser for him. Yes. If you said something like that, I mean, just, yeah, it's, our state is run I, to me. The, he, we just talked last week about the census and how Rhode Island just narrowly only by counting people probably who are here illegally managed to maintain a congressional seat. Well, who gained congressional seats? Florida, Texas. Yeah. I mean, you're, yep. that, they're states that are run well. There's opportunity. They did well. They didn't, they bucked the progressive mindset with COVID to a large degree and they did well with it. They're voting. They're getting under control. They're doing well with that. You know, and it's, it's other issues as well. Florida's at the, at the forefront of school choice. They're doing well with that. Kids are getting opportunity. Uh, here, we're, we're languishing. We, we've forgotten completely that Providence schools are, are had that terrible, terrible uh, report and that it was a crisis two years ago. We'd yes. all about forgotten about it. We're just going to continue to go down. As you say, it's like two countries. And to some extent, that's what America was supposed to be, right? You could you could have different states doing different things and, and you could live where, you, in a, where your policies were, were applied. Uh, we're, we're seeing with people voting with their feet. And as we were just talking about, businesses who, who one, can't find employees and then two, can't keep up with six to 8% uh, minimum wage increases every year for a half a decade, that's going to take a toll and it's going to continue on this way. And I, I, I just wish we were in a place where people would look at Florida and, and kind of turn to Rhode Island and say, maybe, maybe we should tone down. Maybe we should start to look to some of those policies that are working down there. Maybe. I mean, when we, when we look at who's leaving Rhode Island and where they're going, Florida is always at the top and it is not just because people are retiring. Because there's there are jobs there, there's opportunities yep. there, and yes. I I you almost never see on social media when you know somebody leaves for Florida or even North Carolina, or Texas, you almost never see them saying, "Oh, I regret this move." <laughs> it's, right. it's never like that. It's it's look, I'm living in a free society with opportunity yeah. now. Well, how refreshing! It's almost like you know you, you said Florida is the new California, but it's almost like Florida that that kind of southern area. It's almost like they're the unit, the new United States. It's where people want to go for opportunity and freedom. Whereas yep. Rhode Island, not so much. And Justin, finally, you know, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the vice president was in town last Wednesday with uh, Commerce Secretary, uh, former Governor Raimondo. And you know what is interesting? You pointed out, and and again, no one talked about it, but. It's uh, it's pretty incredible. Why didn't the vice president visit a Providence school? I mean, we both kind of know the reason, but uh, I know they were coming in on a business visit, but she went to a bookstore. Uh, they went, you know, got sandwiches from Jeff's, met with all these business people. And, and it's pretty glaring that uh, left out of the visit. Here you have someone that made history, first woman of color as vice president. Uh, wouldn't it have been meaningful if she had stopped by like a central high school or or a middle school or a Hope High School and spoken with those kids? There was no talk about that. And there was no visit to a Providence school that, uh, that the kids are really struggling by the vice president. Yeah, not at all. And I, I another thing I noticed there was no talking about and I wrote about this on Anchor Rising is no talk about the fact that she essentially took a, a 757, uh, flew it across the country for a few hour visit for no real reason in Rhode right. Island. Yep. And well, what was the carbon footprint of that? I, I, I just did a little bit of research. And so that little jaunt was basically the same as uh, you're, you driving your family car for four and a half years. That's your carbon, the carbon wow. footprint was the same as that little, little jaunt. Nobody talked about that. Supposedly we're in a crisis. We need to act on climate where people are gonna be able to sue the government and maybe private individuals and organizations. That's it's so desperate. We have to do that. We have to sign on for uh, gas tax increases through TCI. But the, the vice president wants to come flying up here to, to get a photo op at a bookstore. Well, that's all well, dandy. And, and as you say, not even, not even look into the real problems of Rhode Island, like our education system, not even, not even bring some attention to that as if the, the federal government cares. It's all about their policies and it's all, it's all just a big show. It's, it's disappointing that we don't get more commentary out of the mainstream news media about this stuff. Folks, he is the managing uh, editor for anchorizing.com, Justin Katz. Justin, great job. Stay safe. We'll talk to you again. Thank you, John. Talk to you soon. For all your tree needs, call the tree trimming experts in Lincoln. It's Yankee Tree Service. Call them today for a free quote, 
439-6028. Yankee Tree Service, 401-439-6028. Fully insured tree removal company with a licensed arborist. Yankee Tree Service, they provide various tree services, including tree removal, pruning, land clearing, stump grinding, and bobcat service. Check out their website, yankeetreeservice.com. Whether it's for tree removal or stump grinding, Yankee Tree Service provides stump grinding so you can enjoy your landscape without the eyesore of old stumps. Tree pruning. You know, many times a tree just needs to be pruned instead of completely cut down. The licensed arborists with Yankee Tree Service, they'll help you decide what's the best treatment plan for your tree. Emergency service or bucket truck service. They'll get up in the bucket. Call Yankee Tree Service today for a free quote. 401 439 6028 or online at yankeetreeservice.com. It's spring and Lawn Doctor of Rhode Island is your lawn care company. Call them today for a free quote 401 392 1025. Check out their website lawndoctor.com. Your best lawn ever guaranteed. Call them now. Get that spring program. You have the fertilizer, then you guaranteed broadleaf crabgrass control. Your best lawn ever, guaranteed. Call Lawn Doctor today. Check out their website, lawndoctor.com, or call them 401-392-1025. Mega Logistics, they're there to help you. Give them a call today, 401 431 2300 MEGA MEGA Logistics. If you have freight, you need freight, goods, third party brokers for your company, warehousing and transportation. How about custom freight, supply chain management, routing, bill auditing, customer developing, proven track record with Fortune 500 companies? You can depend on MEGA MEGA Logistics. Call them today 401 431 2300. 401 431 2300. Does that sound like your company, maybe you have freight or you need freight goods, third-party brokerage, warehousing, transportation, custom freight. They have the experience. Call them today. MEGA Logistics, 401-431-2300. You're listening to the John DePietro Show, folks. Weekdays, we start at 11. We go until 2. It's AM 1380 and 99.9 FM. Now, remember, if you want to get a hold of me, the easiest thing to do is log on to my website, depetro.com, D-E-P-E-T-R-O.com. Now, there you can, if you want to listen to the program, listen live. You can also contact me that way. That's the easiest way to get me an email if you'd like to advertise on the show. We also have all our links to social media. We have uh, links to Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or also on YouTube. You can also read many of the exclusive stories that we do. We have exclusive video. You can also shop and get some of the merchandise. And at the same time, if you ever miss an episode of the John DePietro Show, if you ever miss a segment, you just log on and right at the top, it says radio show. Click onto that. It'll bring you right there and you can listen. It's all in a library fashion. It all starts by logging right on at depetro.com. 